episode, I thought you said there was a lot of food out there. It will still be there. <laughs> and there's enough that you're, it's not, we're not going to run out. There'll be plenty and plenty of time. Yeah. We're here for the day. Yeah. No? Yes? How many are relaxed? Are you relaxed? Are you here for the day. And we want to honor the Lord, glorify Him, be a blessing all day long. I was uh, prompted about this scripture right here. Would you please go with me to the book of Luke, the 14th chapter, or they'll, they'll put it on the screen for us. Luke 14, we are celebrating the Lord's goodness and faithfulness, Branson Church. Celebrating its 16th year. Aren't we thankful for that? Thank you, Lord. Uh, so many good things. I'm just, uh, when I see things like this, and for every testimony you heard, there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds just like them. And for every uh, uh, victory that you heard, every healing, every uh, need met, there are just hundreds and hundreds. We, we read them every service, don't we? Every, every week we talk about them. And uh, Luke 14 talks about actually what's happening here today is based on this passage of Scripture. Luke 14 and 12, Jesus said to him, them that bade him, when you make a dinner or a supper, don't call your friends or your brethren or your kinsmen nor your rich neighbors, lest they also bid thee again and a recompense be made you. But when you make a feast, call the poor, the maimed, the lame, the blind, and you'll be blessed, for they cannot recompense you, and you'll be recompensed at the resurrection of the just. Is it true that what we sow in this life You'll reap some of it in this life, but not all. You'll reap so much of it after this life. And uh, so we're throwing a party today. And everybody is invited. Right? And uh, we're sowing seed today. Lots of it. All the food and all the stuff. And not asking for anything in return. No commitment, no charge. You know, if you ask for anything in return, even a thank you, it's not really a gift. You're wanting something in return. It's a barter. It's a trade. If it's really a gift, there can be no strings. Right? Nothing. And so that's what's happening today. And in days like this, uh, are not supposed to be the only time this happens in our life. Actually, this can stir you up. And I've seen this many times. People start giving to each other. It doesn't stop at the end of the day. It goes on and it goes on into the next next day and next week and next month. The greatest expression of love is giving. Not my idea, John 3.16. For God so... Loved the world that he what? Gave. Gave. That's the greatest expression of love. 
and giving of all things. Notice, keep reading in this passage. He said, when you have a feast, when you have a party, call everybody. And we have. He goes on to say, uh, when one of them that said it meet with him heard those things, he said, blessed is he that shall eat bread in the kingdom of God. And I know this is wonderful news for a lot of people. There will be eating later on. <laughs> You ever heard of the marriage supper of the Lamb? Huh? Yeah, there's going to be eating. And nobody will be counting calories either. Somebody say, praise the Lord. You won't have to read the labels and see how much fat is in it. Oh, thank you, Lord. I lost somebody, didn't I? People are looking at me strange. There will be eating. Food, later on even, in the kingdom of God. And he he goes on to say, Then he said to them, A certain man made a great supper and bade many. See, he's still talking about what we read, about when, when you have a feast, invite everybody. He sent his servant at supper time to say to them that were bidden or invited, Come, for all things are now ready. And they all with one consent begin to make excuse. The first said to him, I've bought a piece of ground and I must needs go see it. I pray thee, have me excused. Another said, I've bought five yoke of oxen and I go to prove them. I pray you, have me excused. And another said, I've married a wife, therefore I cannot come. So that servant came and showed his Lord these things. Then the master of the house, being angry, said to the servant, Go out quickly into the streets and lanes of the city and bring in here the poor, the maimed, the halt, the blind. And the servant said, Lord, it is done as you have commanded, and yet there is room. And the Lord said to the servant, Go out into the highways and hedges and compel them to come in, that my house may be filled. And he went on to say those that were previously invited and didn't respond were not worthy. There is a decision above all decisions. It is the greatest decision. And it is for each one of us to give our hearts and our lives to the Lord. To submit ourselves to Him, uh, yes, as our Savior, but not just Savior, our Lord. If Jesus is your Lord, that means He's in charge. And a lot of people may like to say that, but acting it out, living it out, He's not. Can you see what happened here? The Lord is saying that his things are like this, that he has prepared and he has invited. But so many have said, too busy. Right? Too busy. I can't come. I've, uh, I've got, I'm so busy with work. Have you ever heard this before? I'm, I'm so busy with work 
I've got no time. Well, having no time for people is one thing. Having no time for God. There just is no sufficient excuse for that. Right? You can't tell him, Lord, you, I'm sorry, I was busy with this, and him say, oh, okay, really? I understand. Did it say the master was understanding? No, it said he got angry. Hmm? It's about priorities. Did you know that what's important to you, you make time for? Is that right? If it's, if it's priority to you, you rearrange other things around it. And have you found out that the older you get, so many things you thought you had to do <laughs> didn't amount to anything? And you would have been just as well off and sometimes better off not doing it. But you never thought that about putting the Lord first. Anytime you ever did that, you didn't regret it. Right? Anytime we ever put him first. The scripture says, in fact, let me, let me read it instead of just quote it. It talks about this biggest decision. This greatest decision, Mark 8, if they'd put that on the screen, Mark 8, 34. Mark 8, 34, when Jesus had called the people to him with his disciples also, he said to them, whoever will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whosoever shall save his life shall lose it. But whosoever shall lose his life for my sake and the gospels, the same shall uh, save it. For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Friends, we do not need to live down here like we're going to live down here forever. Because we're not. In a few more days, we'll all be out of here. There are billions that have lived on this planet. We're told that uh, before the day is over, before 24 hours is over, 155,000 people or so will have left this planet. People are leaving here on average two every second. Somewhere in the earth. Two every second. Dying and leaving here. If you could stand off from the atmosphere of the earth and you could see in the spirit, there are hundreds of thousands of arrivals to the earth. Babies being born. And there are hundreds of thousands of departures. Arrivals and departures daily. There was a day when you you arrived into this earth. You call it your birthday. Well, there's coming a departure <laughs> when you're leaving here. You, you shouldn't be afraid of it. You should be ready for it. Hmm? There is no reason to be afraid if you're ready. If you know the Lord and you have given yourself to him and you've been born again and your name is written in the Lamb's book of life, it'll be a glad day. It'll be a happy day. You'll slip out of here 
Like a hand slips out of a glove, you'll slip out of your body and you'll depart to be with the Lord, which is far better than being here. Is that what the Bible says? It is. But that will all have to do with that big decision. There are billions of people on the planet. They got no time for God. No time. No matter what he has prepared, no matter how he calls, they won't respond. They're too busy with their lives. They're too busy with their families, with their children, with their work. People say, no, I'm sorry. I'm busy with work. I'm sorry. I got to take the kids to practice. I'm sorry. I got to cut the grass. And then, if not that, they say, after all that, they say, I'm sorry, I'm tired. But uh, the main reason we exist is to serve Him. For His pleasure, we are created. And if we got no time for Him, we are wasting our time. Do you believe it? If we've got no time for Him, we are wasting the time that we have. There's a decision. If you don't get it right, nothing else matters. If you lose your soul, what does it matter? If you gain the whole world. While you were here, your life wasn't a success. And your future is not a success. Let's pray. Let's release faith today. We can't change the past. But let's release faith that going forward today, the Lord said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anybody will open the door and let me in, I'll sup with him and he with me. God's big on supper. Is that right? Supper and supping and dinner and feast and We've seen it, right, a dozen times in the scriptures today. It's not just about the food, it's about the fellowship. And it's about the goodness of the Lord. Has he set a table before us? Has he prepared a table of overflowing goodness and abundance? Has he called everybody to the party? Has he called everybody to the feast? Are there many who won't come? Sadly, it is. If they won't come, are they being fools? And are they being fooled? Uh, fooled that all these other things are more important. Fooled into thinking they're going to get up, go to work, clean the house, cut the grass, and life's going to go on like this forever down here. It's not. It's not. Soon and very soon, you're going to look up, it's going to be your last day. Yeah. And the, of all the decisions that you made, this will be the one that supersedes them all. Did you, of your own free will, decide that you're not going to waste your life living for yourself or just for what other people think? Did you decide to give your heart and your life to the Lord Jesus? To submit your heart to Him, to bow your knee, and did you decide after that that you will have time for Him? That was too weak. That you will have time for Him morning, noon, and night when He calls? You will say, Yes, Lord, here I am. 
when he calls you and deals with you and draws you to do something for his people, for his churches, for his ministry, for his gospel, you will have time. You will make time. You will rearrange your schedule. No matter what you've got planned, when the Lord tells you to do something else, you need to say, yeah, my schedule just cleared up. I may need to make a few calls. <laughs> but my schedule, when the Lord, say it out loud, when the Lord calls, when the Lord calls my schedule clears up. My schedule clears up. Hmm? Let me see in the back. Would you say it out loud? When the Lord calls, my schedule clears up. We're not going to be those who make excuse and say, I don't have time. I don't have time while being such foolish ones that our days are just about out. And the only thing that will matter is the decision we made for him. Hmm. Would you stand on your feet, everybody? Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. We're talking about the greatest decision you'll ever make. It applies when you get saved. It applies after you get saved. The Lordship of Jesus is what causes you to be born again. And it also is what should govern our life every day thereafter. We have a lot of people uh, visiting with us today. I want to lead you in a prayer. We've got people watching online. I want you to take this seriously, please. Step forward toward the monitor if you're watching online. Everybody in Sarasota, everybody that's joining us everywhere. The scripture says, if you'll believe in your heart that God has raised Jesus from the dead, if you'll confess with your mouth, Jesus says, Lord, the scripture said, you shall be saved. Do we believe the scriptures? Now, this is not just making noise. This is something that happens in your heart. It's the greatest decision of your life. So we're going to do this, and all all of us, uh, we're going to either affirm for the first time, or we're going to reaffirm. And how many know you can commit and you can recommit, right, to commitments that you've made previously, And if for some reason you hadn't had time for the Lord, we can repent and recommit, right? And have time for him now going forward. But unless you just don't want the Lord and intend to make the wrong decision, the worst decision of your life, you need to be vocal right now. You need to say it loud enough. That everybody around you can hear. The scripture, I didn't read the rest of that passage, but it went on to say that the Lord said, if you're ashamed of me and my words in front of men, in front of this evil generation, I'll be ashamed of you before the Father and his angels. But if you'll confess me before men, in front of men, I'll confess you before the Father and his angels. So it does matter. It's not, it's not okay to be a closet Christian. It's not okay to try to hide and don't want anybody to really know. Do you want the Lord to stand up for you on that day? Do you want to acknowledge you and call you his own in front of the Father and everyone? 
Well, then you need to do it at times like this right now. You need to speak right up, right out loud, and it needs to come straight from your heart. Let's affirm or reaffirm the greatest decision you'll ever make. Sit out loud. Father God, we believe in you. I believe in you. I have faith in your son Jesus. I have faith in his blood that was shed at the cross. I believe he paid the price for all my sins, every failure, every mistake. I believe. You have raised him from the dead. He is alive right now. King of kings. Lord of lords. Soon to come again. Jesus, I have received you as my Lord, as my Savior. I receive. All you have done for me. And I confess you as Lord of my life. Savior and Lord. I confess I don't run my own life. I submit to your Lordship. And I will always have time for you. Everything I am, everything I have, everything I will have, I present to you, I submit to your lordship, to your leadership, and I say, all I have, every good thing is from you, my time is from you, a gift from you, and by your grace, I will always have time for you. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Do you mean it? Do you mean it? Lift up your hands. Thank Him for hearing that prayer. Thank Him for, let's thank Him for saving us. Lord, we thank you for saving us. Thank you for the power of your blood. Thank you for the cleansing and working of your Holy Spirit. Thank you for making us new creations in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Altar workers, would you come down to the front? Anybody that's ready, just come down to the front and be ready. Uh, we, uh, I want us to pray another prayer. And then if you want somebody to come and uh, if you want somebody to talk to you about what just happened, these folks will be ready. But then if you didn't pray the prayer out loud or you're a little bit slow, we're having church all day long around here. So any of these people in these church that you see will be ready to talk with you. Or pray with you. It's not too late. Do not leave here today. Without making the greatest decision of your life. And doing it in a way that somebody else can see it and hear it. Unashamed. 
Come on, sit out loud. I'm not ashamed of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, he hung on the cross in front of everybody, right? Well, we can confess him as Lord in front of everybody. I want us to pray another prayer. And then, Brother Dave, I want you to pray over the food. So get him the microphone if somebody would. And uh, then, like I said, there'll be people that are ready to pray for you right here, right now, or talk to you, or just celebrate with you, or all through the day. The Scripture says, redeem the time, because the days are evil. Make the best use, buy up, buy back the time. We don't know how much time we have left in this life. We don't know how long before the Lord returns. But how many have a desire not to waste another day? Do you? You should have. That's that's what it means, redeem the time. It means don't waste it. Don't waste the opportunities. Don't waste the days nor the hours. So pray this prayer with me out loud. Father God. I receive your word to redeem my time. I ask you for wisdom, understanding, awareness, direction to redeem my remaining days, hours, months, years. Help me to not waste any more time. Show me the best use. The best uses. Of my remaining days. Use me. To bless others. Use me. To accomplish your purposes. The best use. Of my remaining time. That it might please you the most. And accomplish the most before I leave here. I ask it in Jesus' name. I believe I receive it. I thank you for it. Amen. Hallelujah. And Father, we pray that throughout this day, you would order our steps and guide and direct our paths. Help us to intersect paths with the right people at the right time. Give us all the right things to say and do. Keep us back from saying and doing dumb things that cause problems or hurt each other's feelings. Help us not to do that. Check us. Arrest us. Lest we say something dumb. And guide us. Help us to honor you and glorify you all day because you are worthy and every good gift has come from you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, our good Lord and good Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God.